Hi, I'm George Foreman. Do you have an idea for a new product or invention? People ask me all the time, George, how do I get my idea in front of companies? How do I get a patent? What do I do next? Do you have the same questions? I'll tell you like I'll tell them all. Call my friends at InventHelp. Call InventHelp today for free information. InventHelp can submit your invention to companies who are interested in receiving new ideas. To get your free inventor's information, call 1-800-352-3719. That's 1-800-352-3719. You're listening to Radio Influence. This is Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. A look inside the biggest and most controversial news stories you need to know now. One of the country's most relied upon law enforcement analysts, Vincent Hill. Good evening and welcome to Beyond the Badge. I'm your host, Vincent Hill, of course, coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia on this Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. I want to thank you in advance for joining me, as you always do each and every Tuesday. I want to go ahead and thank my friends over at InventHelp for sponsoring this show. That is greatly appreciated. Uh, I feel the love. I appreciate the love from InventHelp. Now, the reason I was just playing the national anthem uh, was for a particular reason, and it has a lot to do with what's been going on at all of these football games and all of these athletes that started with Colin Kaepernick, you know, taking a knee because of the national anthem, because of this, you know, great racial problems, the systemic racism that we have in the justice system here in this country. And I picked that sound clip uh, from Beyonce, for a reason, and I'll get to Beyonce here in just a little bit, but uh, just the other day, there's this controversy that started up in New Jersey, and the reason it started was uh, this New Jersey high school football team, prior to their game out in Middleton, uh, New Jersey, prior to their game, they honored police, firefighters, and veterans, and of course, during during that honoring session, of course, they played the national anthem. So, what's wrong with that, you might ask? Same thing I ask. But, you know, there's a few people that have a problem with it. The ACLU has a problem with it, saying it sent a frightening message, but they're also joined by the NAACP, uh, the Black Police Association there in New Jersey, the National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives, uh, as as well as a few other groups are upset that these teenagers, who actually should be commended and are actually setting a role model for professional athletes, isn't that irony? Shouldn't the roles be reversed? These teenagers decided to honor police, firefighter, and military before the game. And they played the national anthem. 
So all of a sudden there's this frightening message that the ACLU says it's sending out that police won't tolerate people expressing views on the nation's history of unequal treatment and systemic oppression. Well, the last time I checked, and it, it's been a while, my, my, my pipes are a little rusty, so I haven't sang it in a while, but the last time I heard that song, the National Anthem, and even 20 plus years ago when I joined the military and took an oath to defend this country against all enemies, foreign and domestic, I don't recall anywhere in the National Anthem where it mentions the word police where it mentions the word systemic racism by police, where police are anywhere associated with the creation, the history of the national anthem. But now, all of a sudden, because some little whiny kid named Colin Kaepernick, and yes, that's what I'm calling him, because, look, when I took that oath way back in 1994, to protect this country against all enemies, foreign and domestic? Guess what? Colin, you were seven years old. So yes, to me, you are a child. You're a crybaby. So while you go around with your 1960s civil rights afro and you're protesting all of this injustice, which you have no idea what you're talking about, what you should be doing is looking at these kids and actually seeing them as an example. You know why? Because they understand the concept of the national anthem. They understand the phrase over the land of the free and the home of the brave. And let me break that down for you. There is not a more braver group front line that goes out and protects the freedoms of the citizens of this country. Let me say it again. There is not one group on the front lines that goes out and protects the freedoms of the citizens of this country. Well, Vince, what do you mean by that? Well, let's look. Let's think. Let's take Chicago, for instance, the home of President Obama, where more people have died than in the Afghan and Iraqi war. But yet police on a daily basis still go out to protect and serve so that the citizens of Chicago, the good citizens of Chicago, have the freedom and the ability to walk down the street. They still go out in danger and look no further than the female officer who was beaten an inch from her life, and she didn't want to use deadly force because she didn't want to be a media sensation the next day. You talk about a frightening message ACLU, that is a frightening message that this officer would rather die than to become the next media sensation because she happened to be white and she happened to be forced to use deadly force against a black suspect. To me, that is a frightening message, ACLU, if you want to talk about frightening messages. And let's look at the other statement of the National Anthem. The home of the brave. Brave. Let's talk about brave here for just a second. Now think back 15, 16 years ago. You know, there was this thing. It was called 9-11. You know, there was like these planes 
and they flew into these two buildings, you know, called the World Trade Center. And, you know, when most people were running away and screaming and hollering, oh my God, guess what? It was the police who are not mentioned in the national anthem. It was the police running to the danger. You know, the plane, you know, the plane, boss, the plane. It flew into a building, two of them. They blew up, the building collapsed, but police still ran to danger. Brave. Let's look at brave in another way. Let's bring it more current. Just think back a few months ago. Dallas, Texas, right? Police, they're out there. They're getting protested. They're being called pigs. They're being called this. They're being called MS. They're called everything. Under the sun. The stuff hits the fan. Someone starts shooting. And guess who runs in and saves the same people that are protesting against them? The police. You know, the land of the free to allow citizens in their communities to walk around free and the home of the brave. You know, to run into a building when it's collapsing or to run to a guy that's shooting at people even though the same people that he's shooting at or around are protesting their profession because of the systemic racism that's going on in this country. Ironically, it's only been going on for the last eight years that we've been hearing about it. I'll go one even, even bigger than that. Now, in recent times, police almost on a daily basis, have been attacked, ambushed, shot at, and killed. Almost on a daily basis. But you know what? They're brave. The home of the brave. They still go out. They still do the job, knowing that that domestic violence call that they get could end tragically. It could be a setup. They know, going out doing the job, that the car they stop could be loaded with killers that have guns that want to kill police. But they still do the job. They don't take knees when they protest something that's on the job. And believe you me, I've done that job. There's a lot to protest. A lot of stuff that police have to deal with that other people's don't other people don't that hell I'm sure they wish they could protest but they don't they don't get to take a knee oh just because oh I don't want to deal with this citizen I'm going to take a knee I don't want to deal with this black citizen I'm going to take a knee so when they call me to their house because someone broke in I know what I'm going to do I'm going to protest that by taking a knee and not answering their call, not taking a report, not looking for suspects. I'm going to do all of this because I protested, right? Frightening statements, right? Yeah, it's, it's really frightening to think that because a group of high school kids want to honor police, firefighters, and military and play the national anthem, you know, the anthem for the United States. That's what's frightening that they would even suggest 
anything other than what it was, the ACLU, I mean. That's frightening that they would suggest that it was racially motivated, that it had anything to do with police saying, oh, well, you're protesting us, I'm protesting you because I'm the white man and I'm the police and I'm going to protest you. No. What it was, these kids saw an opportunity to pay tribute to those that protect and serve. And guess what? Some of those officers honored in that ceremony up in New Jersey were the same ones that ran in, you know, this whole bombing thing. You know, they ran in, and guess what? They were an intricate part in catching the Boston bombers. Oh, wait a minute. It goes back to that bravery thing again, right? Bombs. Think about it. What were people doing on that day? Running, screaming, scared. But guess who stepped up to protect those freedoms? The land of the free and the home of the brave. It wasn't Colin Kaepernick who was in his multi-million dollar mansion watching it on his 70-inch TV with his 1960s Angela Davis afro. No, it was the men and women in uniform that he says are a systemic racist society of just people that get away with murder. They murdered Alton Sterling. You know, I heard a, a radio commercial, well, part of it, because I changed it, and it came on a few times. It says, I fear the police, Alton Sterling. I fear the police, Freddie Gray. Well, I don't want to be black around the police. Well, let me just point this out. Let me just say it as a black man, and let me say it as a former cop. If you don't do crime that will cause the police to get there, remember, crime bank brings police, not color. You don't do the crime that will bring police there. And if you do do the crime and the police show, at least have the common sense not to resist arrest with police while armed with the handgun. And we would not have a radio commercial for Alton Sterling had he done that. If Freddie Gray had not resisted arrest, had he not run from police when police approached, guess what? Freddie Gray would still be alive today. And we see how that trial went with those officers. Guess what? No charges on all of, no convictions on all of those charges that they tried to bring against them. So we can have all of these radio ads, these radio campaigns, but here's an ad I want to see. And it goes like this. I am a black man. I take accountability for my actions. If I commit a crime and the police come, I will comply with their commands. If I don't comply with their commands, I do realize that police have the option legally to use force against me. If I exceed my force or step my force up, police legally have the right to step their force up, up to including deadly force. Those are the campaigns that we need to see because that is the problem, accountability. It's easy to take a knee and point fingers during a national anthem, again, which has nothing to do 
with the word police, I don't even know if there's, if you combine all the letters, you take all the letters out of the national anthem, I don't know if you can even spell the word police officer. I'd have to check, but I don't think you can. And whether you can or not, that is irrelevant. The whole thing is accountability. And maybe I'll take all the letters out of the national anthem and see if I can spell the word accountability. Actually, I don't need to take them out because I know there's enough letters and the national anthem. If I took all the letters out, picked the letters I needed to spell the word accountability. So again, I say, is the national anthem this this long-rooted history of racial disparity in this country. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be honest. There were some words taken out, amended, and all of that good stuff. Well, here's the thing. History is exactly what it is. History. And how do we get past history? Here's how you get past history. You make your own future. But you can't make your own future by still talking about the past. That's how we get past this. We stop talking about the past and what the national anthem symbolized 250 years ago. And how did we tie that to police officers? That's just like tying Trayvon Martin to police officers. We want to just lump this stuff in because it fits certain agendas. But we can't do that because it's not fair to police. It's not fair to the four founders of this country. It's not fair to those that go out and protect and serve this country for you to even have the right to take a knee because there's so much stuff going on. Alton Sterling, blah, blah, blah. Well, while you're taking a knee, did you say, hey, Alton Sterling, had you not done A, B, and C, then you would still be alive? No, all you did was point fingers, because that's what cowards do. So, you can't even say that you are home of the brave, because you're taking cowardly way out. You're listening to mainstream media and you're seeing this huge epidemic, the black plague, as I call it. You're seeing the black plague going on in the black community and the white man is just racing to take you out, right? Well, I saw this picture. It was a, what do you call those things? A meme, a mime or whatever you call it the other day. And it was a white police officer and it said, if we really wanted you dead, all we would stop doing is patrolling your neighborhoods. And it hit me like, like a light bulb. As racial as some people will see that, because it was a white police officer and the statement made behind it, it is so true. Again, the brave men and women and police departments across this country are the ones going out and chasing bad guys going out and chasing the Alton Sterlings who just prior to his death was pointing a gun at someone. Guess what do you, what do you, what do you think he was going to do with that gun? Given the opportunity, look at his criminal history and tell me what you think he was going to do with that gun. But it was 
the brave who went out and controlled the situation with Alton Sterling. It wasn't the guy that called 911. It wasn't the people in the store. It wasn't the people in the parking lot. Guess what? You called police because a crime was being committed. The brave men of Baton Rouge police showed up. Alton Sterling resisted arrest. He went for a gun. The officers used deadly force. And guess what? I've gone into the black community and I've fought crime. I've chased dope dealers who were there selling dope to kids. I've chased people with guns that were there to rob people. I've gone to domestic dispute calls where my life could have been taken because, again, it goes back to the brave. That's what police do. So the ACLU says what happened in New Jersey is frightening. I say that your statement condemning it is sickening. It's not frightening. It's sickening. And it's sickening that the National Black Police Officers Association up there supported your comments that it was frightening. Because last I checked, police were police. There was no racial disparity, no racial separation in policing. The last I checked, you were blue or you weren't blue. There was no, oh, I'm a black police officer, so now I have to support what the ACLU is saying. Because let's be honest, that person that's running for office that is trying to get all these black votes doesn't care that you're a black police officer. They just care that you're a police officer. Therefore, they don't like you. Because you are part of the problem, remember? The racial systemic problem in this society. A frightening message. To me, that's, that's laughable. If it wasn't so serious, it would be laughable. And let me throw out some names to the ACLU and to the NAACP and to the Black Police Officers Association and to Colin Kaepernick and to the Black Lives Matter movement. Kenny Tublin, October 23rd, 2016. Jacob DePetris, 29, October 20th, 2016. Frank Sander, 38, October 19th, 2016. Charles Steadham, 34, October 19th, 2016. Kagan Switzel, 17. October 17th, 2016. Are you taking a knee for those individuals? Are you saying that it's a systemic racial system for those individuals? How about for that 17-year-old Kagan Swigel? 17. Are you protesting the national anthem for him along with his parents? No, you're not. And here's why. Those are just five names in the last week. Five names in the last week shot and killed by white police officers who happened to be white. 
but I, 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 I thought this was just a, a black plague problem, a black epidemic that only occurred in the black community. But yet we haven't heard any of those names. But let's look at someone else that died on October 23rd and outside of Kenny Toblin, who was a male white. Look at Demetrius Mac Moore, who was shot and killed in Colorado by police. He was a male black. I'm sure in the coming weeks we're going to hear about it. But let's go ahead and lay it all out on the line before we hear about it and we start rioting and we start protesting and rioting and we hear another speech from the administration. He was a homicide suspect who, when police showed up, fired at police. So what do you think the outcome in that situation is going to be? It's a sad time that in this country we can't play the national anthem and honor those that give their lives daily. It's sad that we've degraded to any time we do something like that. It's a frightening message that police won't tolerate people expressing views on the nation's history of unequal treatment and systemic oppression. Well, those five names that I read off that no one will ever hear about in mass media, those five names I read, and the 17-year-old, think about it, 17-year-old, who is now dead because police were forced to use deadly force. No one will ever hear those white names Again, because mass media wants this country, the administration wants this country to believe that there's this huge epidemic, this huge disparity of blacks being killed by police versus everyone else. And if that was the case, I wouldn't be able to read you those five names that I just did that were killed just this past week by police, by white police officers. So who is standing up for those families and saying there's a frightening message? Who's standing up for those families and talking about systemic oppression and unequal treatment? Well, let's call it what it is. You do the crime. You do the time. You do the crime. You do the time. So, yes, we can say that prisons are overpopulated by the black male. But there was a saying in a movie, and I can't remember which one, but it's one of those movies I've watched, and I, I took this line with me, and it, it said, Black people didn't bring poppy seeds to Harlem meaning the, the seed that you need to, to make opium, to make heroin, then that part is true. No one brought, or no black person brought cocaine into this country. No black person brought crack cocaine into this country or heroin or anything else. But with that said, no white person told a black man, you have to sell it. No one put it in a black man's hand and said, you will go stand on these street corners. 
No one gave a gangbanger in Chicago a gun, no white man, certainly no police officer, and said, you will go shoot other black men. No one told a black teen in Nashville to go do a carjacking. No one told a black teen in St. Louis to go commit a robbery. No one told a black kid in New York to go do a home invasion. So yeah, we can go on and on and on and on and on about how historically the prisons have been overpopulated by the black man and it's just a way to get the black man down. But when does the black community just start taking accountability? Now, I just read you five white males shot and killed by police. You haven't heard of them. You won't hear of them. And a big part of the reason you won't hear from them is their family understands the concept of accountability. They're not going to be on the news cutting a fool, saying what shouldn't have happened, and saying, oh, he was such a good boy, even though he was out robbing people. They're not going to be on the news and saying, oh, you could have de-escalated the situation, even though their loved one pointed a gun at police. They're not going to do that. So why is it so hard for the black community to do this? And I am speaking as a black man, mind you. Why is it so hard for the black community to do this, but yet we want to point the finger at everyone else? It's everyone else's fault. It's history's fault. It's the system's fault. It's the school system's fault. It's the alien's fault. It's the Chinese's fault. It's the Russian's fault. It's everyone else's fault, except for the person that causes the police to have to use deadly force. And until we get that, until that is established across this country, you're going to continue to see what you see right now. But I know how most people will deal with it. They'll just protest. They'll just take a knee during the national anthem and sing how it's a racist song and it has racial undertones. Well, when I, I took that oath, you know, 20 something years ago when I joined the military to give people the right to their opinion. And yeah, that opinion includes kneeling during the national anthem. But with that said, being military and being police, I'm very patriotic. And when you do that, it tells me you have a problem with this country, good or bad, good or bad history. It tells me you have a problem with this country. And if you have a problem with this country, then me being the patriotic person that I am, I then have a problem with you. So yes, that includes Colin Kaepernick and all these other athletes. Oh, and Mrs. Beyonce. Now, I told you there was a reason I played her singing the national anthem at the very start of the show. And the reason was it was okay for her to be in the spotlight and singing it at Obama's second inauguration, right? Oh, wow. 
I get to sing the national anthem at the black president's inauguration. I'm Beyonce. I'm Queen B. I'm going to sing the national anthem to the best of my ability. But you're the same person who goes out and dogs police. So it benefited you to sing the national anthem, not because of your patriotic spirit, but because it suited your career. It suited your agenda. But now fast forward a few years and you are very outspoken about racist cops killing black men. So it's okay for you to sing it then. But oh, 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 oh. Now, all of a sudden, you're not patriotic anymore. Now, all of a sudden, the white police are the devil. Hmm. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Anyway, I can go on and on about this subject. But let's get back to what this show is about. It's about police. And it is time for roll call. And you want to talk about a frightening message. Here's what's frightening ACLU. Police killed in the line of duty by gunfire is up 53% from last year. 53% to date 46 police, black, white, Puerto Rican, Chinese, you name it. 46 police have been killed in the line of duty. But you want to cry and moan about some teenage kids paying respect to them? That's sickening. That's a sickening message. And a frightening message is that the deaths are up 53% this year by gunfire. And we still got a few months to go in this year. So there's no telling what can happen from the time I go off the air until the time I'm back on the air next week. How many police officers could be killed in the line of duty? But I bet you won't hear that in mainstream media. I bet you won't protest that. I bet you won't take a knee to that. So, you know the line in the national anthem, by the dawn's early light? The officer I'm featuring tonight in roll call, Deputy Sheriff Jack Hopkins of Modoc County Sheriff's Office out in California, was shot and killed pretty early in the morning, 10.30 in the morning, 10.30 in the morning, 10.30 in the morning, while most people are still getting a cup of coffee waking up, 10.30 in the morning, October 19th, he was shot and killed while responding to a disturbance call near the intersection of County Road 115 and County Road 170 at 10.30 in the morning. By the dawn's early light, Deputy Hopkins had served with the Sheriff's Department for approximately one year. One year. Now, remember... Brave, land of the free, home of the brave, those freedoms I talked about that officers go out and protect daily. Being brave enough to give the ultimate 
sacrifice like Deputy Sheriff Jack Hopkins did. That's what it's all about. So when you take a knee, I ask you that you take a knee to pray for these officers that go out and risk their lives every day, even when they know they're not wanted. This is what they do. I want to thank you for listening tonight. I want to again thank my friends at Invent Help. You can follow me on Twitter, Vincent Hill TV. I'm always there. You can catch me there. You can leave tweets about the show. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Good night. To continue the conversation, get updates on the show, and to find out when you can see him on television, follow Vincent on Twitter at Vincent Hill TV. That's at Vincent Hill TV. This has been Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. Radio Influence brings you the best in digital media broadcasting. When it comes to sports, we've got experts like national sports radio host Rich Herrera, the fabulous sports babe, former Major League Baseball manager Kevin Kennedy, and former Bellator matchmaker Sam Kaplan. Want a good laugh? Then go on the beach with Pants and Roller Girl, or just LOL with Nancy Alexander. And when it comes to real life, Dangerous Conversation with Scott Ledger and Beyond the Badge with Vincent Hill will make you think when it comes to what you want radio influence has you covered find our programming on itunes stitcher tune in radio and radioinfluence.com